welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. As you can probably hear, I am a little under the weather, so thanks for dealing with my sick voice. Hopefully you can understand me okay. I am pretty congested, Um, but I'm on the second week of this sickness, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere or loosening its hold, so we're just going to carry on with life. It's just me on the podcast today, and I'm really excited to be talking to you about something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who is a mom of a young child, and she was just talking through how she's been feeling in her transition to motherhood. Her um, little one is not quite a year old yet, and as I think a lot of moms first-time moms especially can relate, that first year of motherhood is one of such transformation. Uh, Everything, your whole perspective, your whole life, how you spend your time, everything changes. And she was telling me about how she has experienced these feelings of just not having the capacity that she wishes that she had in life right now. Um, And looking around at other moms in her life and seeing that they have capacity that she feels like she should have, but she just doesn't. And there was a lot of feelings of shame and guilt with that, I think. At least that's what I remember feeling during those times. Um, Because I immediately resonated with her when she was saying these things and remembered feeling exactly like that. Um, Honestly, a lot more than just my first year of motherhood, probably still continuously feeling that way sometimes. You know, we look around and for all of us, it's different things that trigger this feeling of wishing we were doing better or able to take on more than we're currently taking on um, or to manage our situation better than we're currently managing it. Um, I remember for me, a lot of times with my first kiddo, it was 
going places and seeing other moms that had their kids there and were managing them just fine. And they were pretty carefree. Like they were able to enjoy the environment and what was going on, the, you know, the activities of the day. And I felt like I was just a ball of nervous anxiety trying to make sure my kids didn't get hurt, didn't bother anybody, was just like worried about all the things. And I was like, how are these moms, how are they able to manage this and like have a good time? And they're not, you know, their kids are doing great. Their kids are fine. They don't have to worry about it. Some other things that I remember triggering me on this before, um, and even really still do sometimes, frequently uh, even, um, is moms that are able to manage their health and physical appearance a lot more um, than I have been able to throughout motherhood. Um, I've gained a lot of weight, um, through my pregnancies and it's something that I've always wanted to prioritize changing and it just never seems to have time to be a priority. Um, and you know, there's all kinds of excuses for that and this, that, and the other, but nevertheless, it's something that often triggers me and it's not just weight. It's also, you know, moms that show up looking perfect and have their hair done and have their cute outfits and their kids are all dressed in, um, the best, their Sunday best for some activity. Um, meanwhile, my kids show up in pajamas and I haven't done my hair in three days. Uh, another one uh, that's always been a trigger for me is how clean or how well kept people keep their home or their farmstead. Um, we are a pretty typical farmstead, really. Um, but we have some junk laying around and some things that need repaired. Uh, my house is, quite honestly, a, a constant state of disaster. I'm just laying it all out here for you guys. Um <laughs> So the, the cleaning of our house and, you know, you see homes, uh, especially on social media that are perfectly decorated this time of year um, and always clean and always have a candle lit and fresh cookies coming out of the oven. And I know that's not real, but it always um, makes me put extra pressure on myself to live up to that standard when it is not something that really I have time to have be a priority in my life. And for me, most often these things come from a place of aspiration, not of jealousy. Uh, and I think that it's true for a lot of us. It's not that we are jealous of these other moms um, or that we're not cheering for them or wanting them to do well. It's that, you know, why can't I do that? Why am I somehow not able to manage my situation, to take on my responsibilities and just really thrive in the same way that that person is? You know, what's wrong with me that I haven't managed to figure that out, to implement a system that works, to figure out how to juggle all of the balls. But so much of this comes from us just not being honest with each other or only 
seen the sides of these things that others put forward, uh, especially on social media, but in real life too. Um, you know, you clean your house up a little bit before a friend comes over to visit. You make sure that the giant pile of laundry is cropped out of the picture before you post it. And those things, we all do them. And I get why we do them, because we want to put our best foot forward. But at the same time, it makes us think subconsciously, even if we know it's not true, that we are somehow not doing all that we should be doing or all that we could be doing. Not everybody struggles with these thoughts, um, but if if you do, I hope that this conversation is helpful. Um, this is something that has quite honestly caused me a lot of stress over the years um, in motherhood, and it's something that seems so trivial, you know, like, as long as your house isn't, you know... A, <laughs> A place that is not safe to live as long as you keep it clean enough then is it really that big of a deal you know if your kids are still loved does it matter that they are not in their cute little outfits for Sunday church or for Christmas pageants or whatever it is if your farm is still functional and growing and you guys are getting by and choosing to invest your money wisely, does it really matter that there's stuff that needs repaired or junk lying around? No, probably not. Um, for me, it's always been finding the balance between those two of what's actually important and what are the things that I would like to be putting a better foot forward on without getting so focused on them that you lose sight of what's really important. And it's got a lot of potential to become a really toxic cycle for a lot of us. A lot of us moms, um, you know, we don't have a lot of social interaction with other people, whether we're a stay-at-home mom or a work-at-home mom like me. My kids go to daycare, but I work from home. I don't see a lot of other people on a daily basis. And it's got this potential to be a little bit toxic and to be something that we hyper-focus on to the point where we do lose sight of what's really important. So figuring out that balance between the things that really matter to us in this season of life and the things that we want to be better at and finding ways to be better at them is a constant juggling act. Um, something else that I think I've learned through thinking through all of this process and, and thinking through these stressors in my life is nothing looks like you think it will in motherhood. It's not anything like I imagined it would be, um, and not in a bad way. It's just very different than how I thought I would experience motherhood. And I think that's probably true for most of us. We lose so much capacity, um, than we ever thought we would just because we have that extra space taken up in our thoughts and in our mental energy of caring for another human being, of having the personal well-being of a little person that carries your heart around with them and spending so much energy on that. And it's, it's almost subconscious um, 
how much energy we spend on that. And then for me, I didn't realize how much of it was taking away from my capacity to do other things. You know, before kids, I would probably think absolutely nothing of a 10 to 12 hour workday. Um, I get a lot of joy from working and I get a lot of joy from pouring my effort into my work. Um, but with kids, I'm lucky to get an eight hour workday in a lot of days unless I'm going to detract from some other area in my life, like my sleep or my health or cooking dinner for my family. There's just not enough space or time in the day to put in more than eight hours. Um, and that's with full time daycare for us. And it may seem very silly that I, you know, thought that I would be able to work at the same level with kids as I did without. But it's just one of those things that you don't fully understand the impact of until it happens, until you experience it. Another thing um, that has been difficult for me to come to terms with is what being a mom on a farm would look like. And we are a very small farm. Um, We have aspirations to grow, but for us, farm life looks like You know, local chores around here, very minimal to care for the animals we have, and then going and helping other folks in our area that have bigger operations. And even as a mom of one kid, two kids, I thought I would get to go. Um, I thought that I would, you know, be able to be riding horses, checking cows, working cows, going along to help with harvest. And, you know, I just thought, you know, I'll just bring the kids with me. I'll just pack them along. Um, But in reality, that's not been something that's worked for our situation. That's not been a realistic representation of motherhood on a farm for me. Um, And that's not anybody's fault. Um, I know a lot of comments I see in Facebook groups of farm wives. um, There's a lot of blame there for our husbands. And I am very fortunate that my husband does absolutely everything he can to create opportunities where I can be involved. But, you know, it's not his fault that that's not the reality of our situation, that I just don't get to go in this season of life because I have other priorities. And those priorities are making sure my four little kids are kept in safe situations and we want to expose them to farm life and agriculture life as much as we can. But the fact of the matter is there's just not a lot of situations that it makes any sense at all to take them along in. And I was pretty frustrated with that for a season of my life. Just when I I finally came to terms with, you know, I'm not going to get a go and it's not going to be a short amount of time um, before I'm able to go. It's going to be years. It's going to be a long time before I get to go and, you know, be one of the other adults who just gets to work and get the job done. Um, as I would have imagined myself doing before kids or even after I had just one kid. Um, it took me a long time to come to terms with that. 
and to be okay with it and to recognize that that was the reality of what my life as a farm wife or a farm mom was actually going to look like. And once I did come to terms with it, a lot of that um, frustration disappeared that I was feeling. You know, I used to probably give my husband a pretty hard time. There was a a time period there, I think, after we had our third kiddo. um, And he would go help neighbors and I wouldn't get to go. You know, I'd be home with the kids and we'd just do our own thing at home. And he would come home and I'd probably made him feel pretty terrible um, that he was going and doing that stuff, which he loves to go do and enjoys going to do. So I was taking out some of my frustration with the situation on him um, before I accepted the reality of, you know, that's just not the season I'm in and that's okay. That's not the season of life that I am in as a parent right now. And that doesn't mean it's going to be this way forever, but it's going to be this for way for a while. So I need to settle in and find a way to be okay with it. And I'm sure some folks are probably going to have some opinions about me saying that. Um, But, you know, that's just what it's looked like for us. I know it looks different for every single person, for every mom, for every dad, for every kid. Uh, Sometimes in your situation on your farm, you might be able to take your kids along a lot of the time. Or you might be able to create situations where mom is able to help or dad can take the kids and mom can go for a day. That hasn't been what has worked for us. Um, just because it's a very unique situation to us, just like your situation is unique to you. So if you're able to make those things work, I'm so happy for you. Um, but it's, it doesn't work for everyone to be able to do that. And for me, coming to terms with the fact that it wasn't going to be that way for us, that it wasn't going to be the way I imagined of taking the kids along or leaving the kids with a babysitter and going for a day, that it was going to be different um, than I had imagined. When I finally accepted that, that is when... I started to really come back to enjoying being a farm mom and a farm wife and trying to create experiences for my kids and for myself instead of only recognizing the opportunities that didn't exist. So just to give um, some examples of how I've been managing this, and if it gives you some inspiration, great. I hope it does, and I'd love to hear what has worked for you as well if you chime in on the conversation on social media. Um, Some things that have worked for me, and and please know that I am still very new at settling into this um, acceptance of this is how things are going to be. Um, I am trying to take on a lot more responsibility because I realized that's the part that I missed the most is I didn't feel like I was contributing to the farm or to growing my skills um, in the the farm experiences, working cattle, gathering cattle, riding horses. I didn't feel like I was growing my experiences in that like I wanted to be or my skills in that like I wanted to be. So the thing that was really missing for me was a sense of responsibility or contribution to this lifestyle that we've chosen 
and that we want our kids to grow up in. So some things that I've been working towards um, is just taking on more things that I can be responsible for completely by myself at home. You know, I'm here most of the time with the kids when I am potentially not able to go on those other opportunities um, to go help others. Uh, So I'm here. That's that's the asset that I had. I was like, you know what? I am at home most of the time. So how can I use that to my advantage in this situation? How can I find things that I can be responsible for, that I can grow my skills while I'm at home, while I'm with the kids, that maybe in another season of life, I won't have that opportunity? How can I use this time to my advantage? So one of the things that I did, and it's very, you know, a small effort, but every effort counts, I think, um, is this summer I built a chicken tractor out of PVC. Um, it was a pretty massive fail, to be honest. The build did not turn out anything like I thought it would. I mean, it's functional. It houses the chickens fine. Um, it worked for the purpose, but if I did it over again, I would do it very differently. Um, but I, I hadn't built anything since high school, probably. Um, you know, I took welding and woods class in high school and really enjoyed those. And I just hadn't done anything in that realm of, you know, building something, constructing something, uh, making it all fit together since then. So this was a great project for me that I got to build at home and it was simple enough to require just you know the tools that I was capable of using without my husband's help and it was a good project it it gave me a a good sense of feeling like I was contributing again even if it didn't go quite as planned um And I'm really looking forward to some other projects very similar to that Uh, here in the next couple months. We have been planning um, for quite a while now to get a milk cow um, and to have our own, to be providing ourselves our own milk. We are a milk drinking family. Um, We drink, we go through eight gallons of milk per week. And, um, having our own milk cow, I am just so excited for the fact that I will not have to go to the store and buy eight gallons of milk per week. Um, the funny story, I actually got blocked on doing pick up orders for milk at our local grocery stores, um, because I put too many milk gallons in my cart. Um, So I haven't been able to do pickup orders for groceries because um, we aren't allowed to pick up milk at our local grocery stores anymore because we pick up too much. Um, So I've been really looking forward to figuring out some systems that will work for us with a milk cow. And I think that'll be a really cool thing for me because, like I said, you know, I'm home most of the time and having a milk cow really does kind of tie you to your home place. They need milked every day. Um, So that's something I think I can take advantage of at this time in my life that I can get my kids involved in. I hope that they'll be able to, you know, learn about that process and be part of that process, too. 
Um, another thing that we started this summer was we built some new fence on an area of our land that wasn't really being utilized. Um, and we're going to be putting some goats in that area, uh, very soon. I'm really excited about that because I think the goats are going to be a little bit more my own responsibility. You know, they're smaller animals. I can handle them more myself versus the cows. It's, I don't have ex as much experience handling cattle and bigger creatures. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable having the kids help out with the goats and being in with the goat in the goat pen than I do with the cows. Um, and a lot of that stems from there just being so many kids. And it's not like we have a huge family. I have four kids. Um, but there's just not a lot I can do to control the situation. If all four of them are in the pen with me and, you know, they're all doing their own thing, um, I feel a lot safer for them to have them in the pen with, a, with our goats versus cows. So I'm really excited to get started on um, kind of finishing the goat pen and getting our next round of goats. We've had goats before. Um, and so this will be a good thing to get back to. And then it gives me chores to do, too, you know, just making sure they're fed and watered every day. And a lot of um, taking on responsibility for that gives me a sense of purpose every day that I, I really enjoy. I enjoy doing farm chores daily. Um, the last thing that I'm excited about uh, project-wise that we've been working on... Well, I shouldn't say the last thing. I have so many projects in the works that I'm just like so eager to get started um, in kind of the homesteading skills of gardening and canning. And um, I really want to start a small fodder system for our chickens and our goats. Um, but the other thing that we've been able to implement this summer um, that the kids have been able to get involved in and have has given me more responsibility is having some bucket calves around. Um, you know, they, we, <laughs> excuse me, we have to feed them twice a day. Um, and that's, a, again, a lot easier for the kids to be involved with just because they're a smaller creature. They can help with their bottles. They really enjoy having those chores to do. And, and they have loved helping with the chickens too. So I think a lot of these things, you know, we make jokes about how it's not great that, you know, farm chores fall to the wife when she's the one who's at home. But leaning into that and making that be more a part of my purpose and my role at home has actually helped me feel a lot more happiness and a lot more um, sense of peace in this season of life when just knowing that I am still contributing, I'm still growing my skills in different ways than I thought I would, but in ways that I'm using this time purposefully and I'm not just sitting here wishing and waiting the time away till my kids are older and I can go along um, because this season is short it feels long when you're in it day to day but the season of time where our kids are little it, it really does fly by and I say that only because my youngest is now almost two. And I'm starting to get a little bit of a glimpse of having some of that capacity back. Um, you know, I remember 
as a young, you know, very early in motherhood, having a kiddo that just didn't want to be put down. Um, my first man, the first six months of his life, he just cried. He cried and cried. He, um, I would try to go help, um, my husband with the chores. I would try to set him down. I would try to have him take a nap so I could get something done and it just wasn't happening. Um, so that loss of capacity of just, you know, even having two hands to do something was something that really impacted this as well for me and, and made that transition, I think, a lot harder than I ever knew it would be. You lose losing the ability to use one of your hands for, you know, probably close to 18, 20 hours of your day and the rest of it, you're hopefully sleeping. It really does reduce your capacity quite a lot, quite a lot. Um, and you don't think about those things and we don't always give ourselves credit for managing those things like we should. But uh, thinking back to that, that time and then when I could barely set a, a baby down long enough to go run outside and feed the cows or open a gate or whatever for to, to contribute to now I can let my kids stay inside for 10 minutes and not worry. And, you know, they entertain themselves and just that little bit, that 10 minutes of, feeling like, okay, I can go do something by myself. I can go get a task done outside and not have tag-alongs if I don't want to have tag-alongs. Um, it's pretty freeing. So the season passes quickly. It feels like a long time, but I can tell already that moving, I'm already starting to move out of this season and I, I kind of feel like I just settled into it finally. So it's, it's weird how fast things go and how fast things change and we have to adapt to them. We finally get settled into one season in motherhood and then it's over. Um, so everything changes, but I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you because I've had this conversation with quite a few other moms in my life of just things not looking exactly like we thought it would, but finding ways to lean into where we are and to find happiness in the season that we're in. So if you are a mom or um, really just any person who is finding a season of your life that looks like a little different than you thought it would. I hope you find value in this. And I would love to hear your story about things that have been working for you or how you've been processing this. Um, and if you're in a season of life that's just a little ahead of me, I would love to hear from you about what's next, because that's something I'm starting to realize has so much value is looking to the people who are just a little bit ahead of us, who are experiencing things just a little before we are and finding what we can learn from them um, as we prepare to enter that season as well. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at, at Farming on Purpose on all social media. And let us know what topics you want to hear more about.